This is Wrestling Is For Girls, a podcast for everyone. Welcome to the season one finale of Wrestling Is For Girls. If you've been with us since the beginning, thank you so much. And if you're here for the first time, thank you for not bumping us in favor of Kid Rock. I am Jillian and I am here as always with Abigail, AKA Jazzy A. How are you doing tonight? I am all right. Uh, you know, I'm still feeling, I guess, an emotion that I'll describe as the summer slammies, but you know, I'm here. <sighs> yeah, we have tons to go through tonight. So we kind of are going to zip through probably a lot of what happened on SmackDown and Raw in favor of SummerSlam because we're going to go through all of SummerSlam. But I definitely have some strong emotions about um, many of the things that occurred on SummerSlam. So I want to jump right in with SmackDown so that we have some context going into SummerSlam and then we'll go from there. Does that sound okay? That is a hell of a plan. All right. So SmackDown opens with our dear, 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 dear Los Angeles Knight, how much we love him. <laughs> uh, and it looks a little bit like LA has been in the Showtime rotisserie a little too long. He was a little bit very bronze slash a little bit reddish. Maybe delightfully crispy. <laughs> and he's going to have a match with our boy Seamus. He is. Um, he's got some, some choice words for Seamus. He, he always does, right? I mean, cross-eyed half-wit and pasty goo for pretty rough. <laughs> pasty goo. Pretty rough. <laughs> What is worse, pasty goof or human jar of mayonnaise? Oh, I, you know, I think human jar of mayonnaise is absolutely worse. <laughs> than, pasty goof is a little endearing. Like, oh, you pasty goof. Can't come back from the mayonnaise. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that was a gift from Santino Morello. <laughs> so during shot. this match, we have a bunch of folks wander on out to the ring like the Miz. And Grayson Waller and Karrion Cross and Scarlett, who's never far behind, and AJ and Meechin, and they're all just kind of like hovering around. There was a moment during this match, I don't know if you saw it. Mm. <sighs> there was like this flip that that Los Angeles did with Seamus. I don't know what the move was called, but like yes. Seamus landed kind of funny, and I was like so scared. <laughs> Is this the one where Los Angeles tries to leap up onto the top rope and he achieves it for a second and then he kind of falls down and then he gets back up again and then he kind of flips Seamus off the top rope? No, this was just like picked him up and like I think tried to do one of those like overhead kind of flips, you know, like Ah, and Seamus kind of like landed like with his head sort of face pointing down but his head kind of like top of his head sort it was bad it looked bad not where was, not where the head was goes upset. ideally um at one point uh your someday husband wade barrett sufficiently grossed me out by saying that la knight had enough kavorka in his loins to kick out of a hold that was i mean disgusting. i think the thing is that if you can't support a man who wants to discourse on the amount of Kavorka in another man's loins, you really need to look at yourself and ask why you can't be more open-hearted. No, it's disgusting. <laughs> I agree. We should never talk about loin Kavorka where other people can hear. I agree with you. I just like, I don't want to talk about loins unless it's like tenderloins or pork loins or something <laughs> like. Loin talk is private talk. It's for you it's and so your gross. lover. 
not not for the viewing audience so there's kind of like mass chaos happening outside of the ring like Mm -hmm. austin theories like punching santos who has come in at some point carrying cross is beating up ridge holland who has now joined the fray it's dogs and cats living together mass hysteria like it was just like kind of bonkers time and like in all of this los angeles managed manages to win the match i feel like they can only think of one way to remind you that they're having a battle royal or the royal rumble or any match like this and it's not to tell you it's to have everyone come out and act like they don't understand that that match is not happening right now and they can't just start it now and get it over with like guys you gotta wait it's not tonight there's never any rules except when there's rules. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's lawless until it. it's extremely legalistic and we will never know <laughs> what's going to happen. It's true. I was excited for Los Angeles to win this. I know. Good for him, right? Yeah. I feel like it to me, though, because we've often seen this, like I had a little bit of foreboding feeling because, you know, oh, they gave him the win of this. I don't know if he's going to win the Battle Royale or Battle Royal, however you want to say it. So. We'll find out. I immediately thought that too. Yeah. Well, we've been burned many times. So many times we've been hurt. (laughs) Well, I would like to jump ahead unless you have something else you want to add. No, let's do it. Let's keep the train moving. Okay. Well, let's meet up with the other, I guess, Seamus is better two thirds. I don't know. The Brawl and Brutes (laughs) and they have a match against the OC. Do you think legitimately that Ridge Holland is anyone's better third? No, I don't. I, I don't. He might be He's a nice generous. dude, but I don't know. Well, I mean, like, I'm a nice dude, but I couldn't do the things that he can't do either. So I just don't try to do them. And it's safer for everyone. He's like the most rugby, rugby dude, like ever. Like, yes. if you're like, what does a rugby dude look like? Just show him a picture of Ridge Holland. I mean, I know he used to play rugby, but he's just like rugby dude like that's all you see when you see him if you could look up rugby dude in the oxford english dictionary you would see a little like line drawing of ridge holland like he has four feet four foot wide shoulders Mm -hmm. he's five of a man yeah well i'm not so interested in the brutes match so much as the end of it when the street profits come out wearing fancy suits now last week we didn't really but they were seen being sort of schmoozed, wooed by Bobby Lashley, talking about bringing in racks of suits for them to wear. So this seems, to, I they come in and they start beating up on the OC. It's heel behavior, but like nobody cares that it's heel well, behavior. Yeah, like I was like, is this a heel turn? Or what? who are the heels here? Like. I just kept asking like what am I who am I cheering for and then like Bobby Lashley comes out and gives them hugs and people are really excited to see Bobby Lashley I I don't think I've ever seen him get a reaction like this I thought it was super wild like it just goes to show you that you can't tell wrestling fans shit you cannot tell (laughs) us what to do you can't tell us what to like they're like, no, we like the Street Profits. And if that means they get some nice suits and beat up a bunch of faces, that's fine. They're still faces. <laughs> and if Bobby Lashley is the man behind the curtain buying them nice suits, and I have to assume Mahi Mahi, then guess what? We love him too. Amazing. So 
Is he just like their manager now? I think he's just like, maybe he's not their manager. Maybe he's like their benefactor or their patron. Okay. It's like a, like a Pip and Magwitch <laughs> situation from Great Expectations. I was just trying to remember. I was like, who was the fucking benefactor in that book? Well, so you're supposed to think it's Miss Havisham, but lo and behold, it's fucking Magwitch. She's too busy being sad by her weird old cake, so... But you'd think he's pretty busy being a reformed convict, so it's very complicated. Yeah, that's true. Tonight on Literatures for Girls. (laughs) There's got to be a sandwich shop somewhere that has a Magwitch, right? Oh. (laughs) Yep, maybe. I don't know what would be. I don't know what would be on it, but maybe a magenta-colored meat. It's getting worse. (laughs) Thank you. All right, well, let's jump ahead a little bit, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, We're basically going into the last bits that we want to talk about on SmackDown, which is, of course, Bloodline content. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, that's mostly what we only ever want to talk about. But we see Paul Heyman, and he kind of looked like he'd been crying a little bit. Like, his eyes seem sort of red. I don't know. He's always looking sad. Very emotional. Main event, Jacef interrupts, which I'm fine with. He's like pumped. He's excited Mm -hmm. to be there. People are excited to see him. Solo's tired of his dreams. And he comes out to look sassy at Jay. So there's a lot of sass happening, a lot of looks. It's a sassy time, yeah. Everybody's just getting ready for SummerSlam, right? It's the hype leading up to SummerSlam. I had some thoughts. I was really worried that Jay was going to do something dumb during, like, I was kind of like predicting what might happen at SummerSlam, right? Mm -hmm. Like, somehow he was going to do something dumb to save Solo from Roman, like Roman was going to sacrifice him, or what if Roman sacrifices Solo? That's total Roman behavior. He would absolutely do it. He totally would. Yes. He doesn't care about any of them. What did you make of Solo ordering Paul out of the ring? Well, I feel like he's sort of like, look, you are the wise man, and that's very important, but ultimately, you are not a member of the family. This is not your conflict. This is between, you know, those of us who are engaged in tribal combat and for whom it is meaningful. I keep hoping there's going to be that moment, right, where Solo turns on Roman. I keep hoping. I keep waiting for it. It hasn't happened. I mean, it, ha- it has to happen. It's going to happen someday. But I, I think, especially, you know, given some other events, we're pretty far out now. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I'm ready, too. And then too. Jay super I'm kicked totally him. totally ready. He did. Solo, it's weird. Like, he grew up with Jimmy and Jay. He's been watching their wrestling careers. And he still doesn't know that if you get within <laughs> leg extension distance of either of them, you're going to get super kicked. I mean, there's no, he's seven years younger than they are or eight years. So there's absolutely Mm -hmm. no way he wasn't the kid they practiced on when they first got into wrestling. He got super kicked all the time. Exactly. Like probably his earliest memories of spending time with his older brothers are being super kicked in the face. (laughs) Solo. It's literally like Charlie Brown and Lucy in the football. He's like, this time they're not going to do it. Yeah, they are solo. Yeah, they are. I would just like to say I really love that it's called a super kick. <laughs> like I yes. love that. Like 
because it's at an angle. (laughs) I don't know. I just, it delights me. Super kick. I feel like the super kick is one of those moves that is so simple, but it's like really beautiful (laughs) in its simplicity. Like it does what it's supposed to do. You can put a little flare on it. Like it's a fantastic move. HPK jazzed his up. Yeah. Didn't he do like a wind up for his basically? Like, yeah, he's got warmed up the leg. Mm-hmm. He's got to stomp it out. Um, favorite part of this segment was when Jay like faked out Paul, like kind of like went at him, like he was gonna be a <laughs> It was so funny. I, I love that, like so much. you know, Jay's like, I'm not gonna fight a senior citizen. Who do you think I am? Psych! I will totally wreck a senior citizen. <laughs> Wouldn't even think twice about it. Jay has gone beyond the pale. He has. I mean, he was in, we've been talking about this, 100% Jaseph mode, right? Like, unhinged, ready to go. I have a, uh... (laughs) I have a shirt idea for Sola Sokoa. Mm. Like, like he kind of becomes, well, or like a character shift idea. So he becomes kind of like, maybe he tags with Matt Riddle. Okay. And becomes Yolo Sako. That's <laughs> so terrible. I love it. <laughs> oh. Has like a shirt that just says Yolo on it. Yolo. Oh god, I love it so much. Okay, he invents some kind of like very dangerous move that he calls the Solo Yolo because you'll be only amazing. receive it once. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Delightful. Well, this later turns into then the match between Jay and Solo, which was really interesting concept, right? Because I, I mean, we've not seen them one-on-one. No, it's a good time. Did it go as you expected? I mean, I suppose it did. Like, I did not think that Solo was going to score a victory here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I figured it would be a really good match, but it would have a little bit of a predictable ending. It would end in some, you know, a little brawling and it it gave what I expected. Yeah. And I mean, like it exceeded expectations, but these guys always do. I'm never disappointed by them. Did Roman come out during this? I don't believe he did. He didn't, right? I I just write it down. I didn't either. So it seems like it was something that I would write down. I just, I wonder if Solo ever is like, boy, Roman never comes out for me. And right, I'm always you think coming he, out for Roman. He'd start thinking like all the nice things he does for Roman, like takes his car to the car wash, walks his dog, like orders the mahi mahi, books the private jet. But Roman doesn't really reciprocate. No, He's kind of a sponge, you know. Yeah, and I don't understand the tribal politics, so like maybe that's a thing, but I don't know. But I, I mean, I feel like you know, Solo Sokoa is two in the morning on reddit like reddit am i the asshole i do all these <laughs> things for my boss i'm always there for him i mean i'm more than an underling i'm a family member and a friend and he can't even come to my you know what at my meetings won't even come to my meetings <laughs> signed so uh signed uh yolo yolo sokoa a totally different dude <laughs> it's not the same at all Mm-mm. so 
Would you say that Jay has momentum going into SummerSlam? Well, uh, <laughs> yup. Jay did not listen to my advice. And he was like, you know what I should get some of headed into this most important match of my life, a little momentum. And yep. you know what, Jay? I don't want to get too far ahead here, but you fucking played yourself. Yeah. Uh, we'll, should we'll listen to, to me. <laughs> it's true. He absolutely should have. Let's talk about SummerSlam, shall we? Let's do it. Let's get in our SummerSlammies. Okay, so the first match of the night was uh, Brogan Paul versus Ricochet. It sure was. Um, the beginning of this match felt so choreographed to me it felt like i was watching like stage fighting at theater camp like the class where they teach the yes. kids how to stage fight it was so like it definitely picked up but it was just like it felt so like okay now you flip and then i jump and then i flip and you duck like it just felt really planned and it i know they are planned but like you know what i mean well, I think this is the difference between an experienced wrestler and a very inexperienced wrestler with a lot of athletic gifts, right? Like, mm -hmm. it came off very much like a very good gymnastics routine, you know? Yes. Like, look what everyone's doing. It's so cool. You know, they're all doing it really well. But ultimately, like, this is one of the things I've complained about with Logan Paul. And I look, I think he did better this time than he's done any time before. But like his match flow is awkward compared mm -hmm. to a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. And I think he's very focused on like, we're going to do this spot. We're going to do this spot. We're going to do this spot. And I get it because if I didn't know what I was doing, that's what I'd be doing too. Yeah. But like, I'm not getting paid to uh, open SummerSlam. So, you know, my expectations <laughs> for him are a little higher. Yeah, exactly. I'm not making millions of dollars. When dad gives me the call, I will work to make sure that problem is resolved. But until <laughs> then, I will be an armchair critic. Dear dad, take note. If you put us in SummerSlam, our shit will look real. It will be lit, as the kids say. <laughs> we'll probably die. <laughs> probably will not get through the first quarter of the first match but our hearts will be in it i had a lot of feelings during this um i would like to offer you three of them i would love to receive them number one mm. i hate the beating ricochet is taking for this piece of shit. yeah i didn't love that either i was just like why are we doing this to ricochet he's amazing that was number one feeling number two Maybe these are just thoughts. Anyway, Logan's <laughs> stupid face when he was going to like try the pedigree was like so painfully embarrassing. I don't know if you saw it, but he did like a dumb, like big eyes, tongue out thing. Yeah. It's, and it's I gross. just, uh, I felt so awkward for him and I can't stand him. So it's like, that must be extra, extra embarrassing because if I feel embarrassed for you and I hate you, like, that's at a different level, man. He has such a gross, drunk, sweaty frat boy vibe. Oh my god! Like, he's he's too old uh, for that vibe. It's he's like you know the thirty year old former brother who hangs out at the frat house on weekends. Like stop <laughs> doing. Like he he just seems like the kind of guy that has all the tips on how to get like um, how to roofie people at bars. Like mm -hmm. he seems yes. to know all the all the techniques, right? I just he's 
I'm not saying he does them. I'm saying he seems like the kind of person who does them or knows them. He seems like the kind of guy that somebody could tell you any gross thing about him and you'd be like, yeah, that that sounds like Logan. I yes, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. My third thought. I'm so happy Ricochet has this big match, but I hate that it's against Brogan. I know. Like, I, I want to see Ricochet at every pay-per-view, right? I want to see him shine. And yeah. no matter what you ask him to do, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. But... Uh... He is a team player, that guy. He really is. I mean, I think that's one thing. Like, anyone who has had a match with Logan Paul and helped him look convincing has really gone above and beyond, right? Because that's even more than, like, someone who's only been on the indies for a couple years or something like that's somebody who really is coming from no experience and everyone's done a fantastic job with that so far i agree well put ultimately ricochet loses because brogan uses brass knuckles this was such a conflict for me because like it's a bummer ending to a match yes but then like i didn't want ricochet to have to put logan paul over cleanly so i don't know what i wanted out of this you know yeah i guess like for me michael cole summed it up best when he said that was a great matchup but the ending sucked i was like yeah "Mm -hmm." yeah i mean this obviously isn't over right like sadly probably not so good for ricochet i guess that he gets to have more spotlight because it's a pretty big spotlight because for whatever reason, they fucking love Logan Paul. Yeah. <sighs> I um, I had two notes on, okay. I guess, three also. So one, uh, Ricochet's Optimus Prime cosplay. Fantastic. <laughs> so great. Uh, um, two, the Spanish fly is a very impressive move, but we've got to stop calling it the Spanish fly. Which one is that? So when they did the like flippy thing off the apron and then another flippy thing directly after it, that was like a Spanish fly followed by a Spanish fly. I can never identify it from looking at it. I need to hear someone say what it is, but like it's gross. It's absolutely gross. Oh, that flippy thing. Yeah. I had to think about it. Okay. Yeah. Like the move is great. The move isn't the problem yeah it's like we sometimes joke in this house that it's like having a move called the rape dick pile driver like it's disgusting (laughs) and unacceptable but we've always called it that so we're just gonna keep calling it that forever what the fuck move is that supposed to be though that's what we call the spanish fly when we. oh that's what you call it okay (laughs) the rape because i think that sums up the inappropriate i mean it's like you wouldn't call it the roofie, but that's what it is. Like, ugh. yeah, that's true. And the <laughs> third and final thing, um, someone in the crowd had a sign that said justice for Katie Vick. And that is a deep cut. And I salute you, sir. That's fantastic. Can you explain the cut? I can. So back in the day, dad and Kane had a rivalry. And I don't even remember how we got into this, but somehow we brought into the story that Kane had this dead girlfriend whose name was Katie Vick. Oh, no. And there was this awful scene on, I believe, Raw, where 
there was a coffin with I think like a mannequin or something in it. Oh god. And dad appears in a cane mask and i believe like i can't remember if he got undressed or if he appeared in his underpants and like <laughs> climbs on katie vick and implies that kane did some necrophilia oh. with his dead girlfriend katie vick. wow so like katie vick does deserve justice wow they've really pulled back on the weird fucking shenanigans on wrestling haven't they wow yeah i mean considering there was like blackface on raw twice in the 90s yes things have gotten a lot better that's the depressing part oh my god Mm -hmm. that's a great shout out though justice for katie vick we love you katie (laughs) never forgotten would you like to move on to the next match yes i'm so ready to move on to the next match okay so the next match was bork laser versus cody and uh let's just take a moment to note that we learned at this point this was the first of four main events you assholes i I think they had announced that it's so stupid like my spouse kept screaming the entire night just like (laughs) you cannot have four main events by definition there cannot be multiple main events it's like having two supreme courts it's stupid you can't do it i just It's so dumb. Yes. So good job, Detroit, on singing along with Cody's theme song. Very Big nice. Upstairs. Very, very nice. Um, Cody comes out with like a side cape thing. Yeah, so epic. Very superhero-y, very military generally, very fancy pants. Mm-hmm. Cody's mom is there to see him wrestle. Bless her sweetheart. Um, and then Cody gets his ass handed to him repeatedly. I love that at one point Brock, even Brock is rooting for Cody. He's like, just, just go home. That was you don't so have to weird, do this, buddy. Just let it go, little guy. <laughs> it was so strange, like, cause Brock never gives a fuck about who he's fighting. He's always just like, let me pound you into pulp. But this guy's just like, just stop. Quit making me he beat was- you up. I think that video package got him in his feelings. He's like, Cody's Maybe. a really good guy. His mom's here. He's got this cape on. I don't know. I just feel for him. Everybody likes his theme music a lot. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, I bet Brock was feeling a little sensitive because he totally ripped out the crotch of his shorts. I mean, what an emotional time. I am so gl- What if he wasn't wearing underwear? Can you imagine? What a workplace Can nightmare. you imagine? I couldn't believe his pants just like disintegrate. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this was not the place for the tearaway pants, Brock. I don't know what you were thinking, but it was so weird. It's like, oh instead, my gosh. instead of getting his trunks that he intended to wear, he grabbed his oldest, shittiest pair of gym shorts. It was like, oh, well, like, I got to roll with it. That have never been washed. So they get really like crusty and weird. And so they just broke open. Yes. Ugh. Oh, Cody won. He did. This was like emotionally a real silver lining of the night for me. It really was. And I thought, you know, the ending was really sweet. Really sweet. I was very confused. I was like, I wrote in all caps, what is happening? Because they were all up in each other's face for a hot second. And I was like, what's happening? Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. And then Brock was like, good job, kid. This is so weird to me. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Are they trying to make Brock a good guy? Because all of a sudden now he's like, 
Way to go, little buddy. So apparently, I mean, I'm sure you have to take anything that dad says with a grain of salt because he is a carny from way back. But <laughs> at the press conference, he was like, yeah, that nobody knew that was going to happen. That was like the hug and the like little headbutt and the attaboy. That was not scripted. That was just something Brock mm, did. Interesting. So, you know, Brock has a big heart, I guess. Do you really think it's over? <laughs> Brock and Cody? Yeah. Yeah, I do think Brock and Cody is okay. over. I never know with Brock. You know, it's like no. He's it's like the villain in a horror movie. It's just like everything's fine at the end. And then he like jumps out of the pond and tears the kid out of the canoe. So you can rest assured that he is always slowly walking at about a hundred paces behind you. <laughs> it's so scary. Like I think I'm if I turned around, over. I'd see him over my shoulder, honestly. Probably. So. But I'm glad yeah. it's over too. I'm ready to move on. Yes. And we'll see later on Raw. Cody is too. He is. He's ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh up up next we have the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Plus Omas. <laughs> you know, the the great thing about SummerSlam is always the surprise. <laughs> like who will return? Who will show up? Sometimes it's a legend. Sometimes it's someone who's been out with an injury. Sometimes it's someone from another promotion. But on Saturday, we decided to go with someone that I'm guessing a lot of people forgot worked for the company. I forgot. Bold choice. Very <laughs> I had bold. Absolutely choice. forgotten. <laughs> I just wrote like, poor dude. They just trot him out now and then. It was a real like, and now this fucking thing moment. Like, okay, here he is. Aww couple highlights for me during this match um was how gable eliminated ludwig kaiser like upside down holding the yeah. top rope grabbed him with the legs and flipped him overhead like chad gable is also like video game physics i feel like we've got a real spotlight on chad gable now and i am living for it i know it's great yep that's really nice could not support it more. Um, Matt Riddle's little French braids brought me a lot of joy. Very cute. Very, very cute. Yeah. And I was so very happy when Bronson Reed was eliminated. Fire boy, Los Angeles. Fire Knight. guy! He did it for us. Yeah. Yeah. And how did this end? Well... You know, momentum be damned. Our boy Los Angeles, uh, he won the big prize, which I assume is a crown made of Slim Jims. Yeah. I was really excited that he won. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so like, are we going to do something with this now? Or is this it for him? Where do we go from here, right? Like, I'm hoping this isn't like, look, are you happy? We gave him something. Yeah. He got the Slim Jim thing. Yeah. You get Slim Jims for a year, free. Any gas station you walk into, you show them this card, free Slim Jim. Limit five per them. visit. <laughs> and not the big <laughs> ones, all right? Not the not the savage size. Those are expensive. Like the snack size, the little ones. I kind feel like... Oh! No! <laughs> absolutely not! We don't need any no sausage! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm cautiously optimistic because I like what I saw happening for him on Raw. I think that could be really yeah. fun. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I agree. I wanted to ask you about something that happened after this match had concluded. Oh, okay. Michael Cole made an awful Bob Seger joke. I remember him saying something and about Bob Seger, and I was like, ugh. But what was it? I know how I, it was like a line of his lyrics he like inserted in a timely place. But like, I know oh. how much you hate Bob Seger. So how angry <laughs> were you? Just like, Fucking Bob Seger, if you're from Michigan uh, and I'm from Michigan, like, and you're from like, you know, Gen X and earlier, your goddamn family, somebody you know in your family has fucking met Bob Seger or they like, you know, they hung out with Bob Seger. They are friends with Bob Seger because Bob Seger was in Michigan. Bob Seger this, Bob Seger that. I fucking hate Bob Seger. This is what I was hoping for. Also, when you said somebody in your family has fucking, I was like, you never told me somebody in your family fucked Bob Seger. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not as far as I know. And oh. um, I'll never so, know. So in terms of Michigan musicians, uh, who do you hate more, Bob Seger or Kid Rock? Kid Rock. Fair. Good choice. I mean, now, I haven't really heard much about Bob Seger's politics as of late. <laughs> but I really hate Kid Rock. I think it's always the right choice to hate Kid Rock. <sighs> Was it like a night moves joke? I can't remember what he said. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I should have written it down, but I'm not much of a Bob Seger aficionado. Yeah. I think the only Bob Seger song I know is Turn the Page. Which is. And you're probably going to be like. I was expecting you to be like, that's not a Bob Seger song. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's the worst Bob Seger song. It is the worst Bob Seger song. Uh, the only Bob Seger song I accept is the one they play at the beginning of like, I think it's season six of Supernatural. Mm. When Dean's like living his life with Lisa and he's like a mechanic yes. or whatever. And yes. they play a Bob Seger song during that. We'll let that one go. That's a montage. Okay. So we're happy for Los Angeles. Congrats, dude. Hopefully yes, this turns into something him. good for you. After this, one of the more anticipated matches of the evening, for me anyway, Shayna versus Ronda. I guess this one was like a big deal for me because no matter what happened during the match, I knew I was going to like the outcome. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of complex feelings about this match because I want to start I want to work backwards, I guess. So, okay. like, Rhonda gets choked out. She does. Which I think is, like, the dumbest way to do this, personally. Because mm -hmm. they say it later on Raw, I think, or something. But they're like, oh, I, I, got, I kicked Rhonda out of the WWE. Okay, like, first of all, I think all of us who kind of, like, pay any attention to kind of wrestling news or whatever kind of knew that, like... yes. Yes, she wanted to leave, telegraphed. but it was never mm -hmm. made apparent that this match was going to end her career. Like it wasn't like an I quit everything match. So it's like, it's not that it had to end her career. It's just I think the the gist is more like she's not coming back because I embarrassed her. Do you know what I mean? Like I maybe. taught her a lesson. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like it would have been more effective had she tapped. I feel like that would have mm -hmm. been more decisive. Well, and Shayna is the submission magician, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree with you there for sure. Um, 
And then like it seemed like kind of a short match, and I know it, it was, was very it was a very brutal match. Like that's not. I mean, it was hard to watch at times. And like Shayna's poor arm, like at the end, it was like kind of red looking. And I was like, did she fuck up her arm? And yes, she actually fucked up her arm. Like she fucked up her elbow. She broke her face. Like her orbital bone is broken. And like that's so horrifying she fucked looking. Up. Yeah, it was really bad. Do you know um, what I? Really I think my problem with this match was, I don't actually find cage fighting very entertaining. No, like real grappling, and I'm not. And this was like an awkward mix, right? Because it's supposed to look like real grappling, but it's mm -hmm. obviously not. I think that leads to a pacing that is not satisfying for me as someone who is looking for more of a professional wrestling experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like we had some similar feelings about Fight Pit, right? Like, oh, this wasn't as satisfying as I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what I expected from this, but for some reason I just had weird like feelings about it. I also thought it was really funny when the ref at the beginning of the match is like, this is not a WWE sanctioned match. Except that we're showcasing it during SummerSlam as one of the main events. <laughs> and we're paying you for it, but it's not... It's not on us what happens here tonight. But it's like a secret. <laughs> so we're actually going to have this one in the parking lot, kids. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm happy with the outcome. But it just, like, mm -hmm. it just felt weird to me. It was not a highlight for me. Like, uh, I was glad when it ended. I yeah. just wasn't feeling it that much. Yeah. I, I thought I, really, I would enjoy it more. I think it's because I wanted to see her submit. I think maybe that's it. I think I had a much better time watching Shayna and Zoe Stark on Raw than I did watching this match. Yeah. I agree. Well, let's leave this one behind, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, so the next match, I did not take a ton of notes on because I was just like really kind of enthralled, and it was Drew versus Gunther. Um... Did Gunter have a new coat? He did. He it was did. like reddish, right? Like a cranberry like color. Brick, yeah, like a... I was yeah. really annoyed because it didn't match his trunks. Oh, Precisely, it was like a shade off, and I was like, you oh. could do better. You could do yeah. better, Gunther. <laughs> um, I feel like... So... My spouse kind of mentioned this, but also it's like, so Drew's Claymore move, right? When he does like the countdown. Yes. Like, I think he needs to kind of rethink when he wants to use this because, oh, hello. We have a very hello, special guest. Cat. Hello. <laughs> well, he never visits while you're recording. That's fun. Well, he is a big Gunther fan. He's like the fourth from member the cutest kid Imperium. Fan. So. He is. He he is imperious. Um, I feel like the I feel like the the countdown of the claymore at least is something you want to use on someone who's kind of already like maybe a little spaced out, not yes. super alert. Like, because he like goes to do the claymore, and he just gets kicked in the face. <laughs> like, come on, dude, let's think about this. Yeah, I like that Gunther just refused the claymore several times. He's just like, <laughs> no, 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 this isn't for me. I don't choose this. I don't vibe with this. Yeah. Um, I am sad that Drew didn't win. 
Okay. I have so many fucking feelings about this. I could have accepted Drew losing cleanly in like he just fights his hardest, but Gunther is the better man, right? I could accept that. Mm -hmm. I could also accept that Drew should have won, but Imperium cheats to get the win. Mm -hmm. Here's what I cannot accept. Drew losing because he got nutshotted on the ring ropes. Yeah. The goofiest ending, like they're fighting, they're fighting. It's a back and forth. Drew takes out his testicles and cannot continue. <laughs> like, are you shitting me? Who thought that this was the the way to do this? I hated that. He it seems slapstick, it. right? Yes, it didn't fit the tone of the match at all. No. Not at all. It's very frustrating. Like, I kind of thought Seamus might interfere at some point. I would have liked that better. I was waiting for it to happen. I don't know. It. I don't know if maybe I built all of these up way too much in my head before SummerSlam. Because, you know, we were both very excited about all these matches mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. So, I feel like the general feeling I've seen in online comment sections... Is that we weren't the only people who did that, that there was a lot of excitement around SummerSlam and that while the in-ring performers did a fantastic job for the most part, yeah, the writing did not live up. It's like, this is more common in uh, fan fiction than published books, but if you've ever been reading something where like you're enjoying it, you're going along, it's really good. And then all of a sudden it falls apart in the fourth act. Yeah felt like a lot of things fell apart in the fourth act at SummerSlam. It it really did. I'm going to go ahead and blame Kid Rock. Yeah, I, I think he jinxed it. And maybe we should have stuck with Becky. Yeah. You know. <sighs> okay. Well, let's move on. Onward and perhaps upward. Our next match, we have Finn entering alone. Balor. Very significant. Versus... Seth Rollins Mm -hmm. and Seth's wearing the same vest that he wore seven years ago when he damaged the shit out of Finn and I loved the move where he like took it off and threw it at Finn and was like something he said something like you think I forgot or do you think I don't remember something amazing and I was like oh dang (laughs) he said I never forgot either they are so I just wrote you messy bitches in all caps (laughs) Live for this kind of drama and nonsense. I love that they've both just been like tamping it down for the last seven years until there was like the perfect moment. And now they're both like, I'm releasing the Kraken. Everything is going to be a bitch fest. Like they had stopped thinking about each other. They hadn't really seen each other a while. And then one day in catering, their eyes met over a bowl of pasta salad and it was fucking on. They could not hold it in anymore. Everything bubbled to the surface. Seth was uh, also in his Lisa Frank era with his pants. He took it out out of Rey Mysterio's book. I thought he looked a little like Princess Peach. Oh, that's fun. Oh, with his like big coat and everything. Yeah. 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 That was a fancy coat. And Finn Finn had seven written over his surgery site. Like a lunatic. I feel like this was one of the first outfits where Finn wasn't embarrassing looking. Yes, he did a great job not looking like a fool. Well done, buddy. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> um, so this was pretty brutal. Um, yes. 
At one point, it looked like Finn had been drinking red paint because there was so much blood in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, gross. Poor Finn. But obviously, I think the highlight of all this was the drama that ensued when Damien came out. Yes. And there was much confusion because was Damien trying to help Finn or was he trying to fuck things up for him? So this is this is again the place where this match starts to fall apart a little for me and i was like dying for this fuckery with the judgment day Mm -hmm. but like so i am to believe that finn does not understand how to use the briefcase when it's handed to him like and michael cole was like trying to spin this narrative like i don't know Corey, maybe you know jamie and priest doesn't have such good motives and it's like guys it's he's so like it it felt so blatant like maybe they didn't do a good enough job setting up the intrigue of it all because it to me it really felt like finn was portrayed as being too dumb to take advantage of all the assistance that was given to him i agree i mean as was sold by the exceptional face of disappointment and annoyance that damien made bruh um i think this has been like an ongoing thing it does feel like they've made finn dumb yes like why why is finn balor suddenly like he is too stupid to like pick up a briefcase (laughs) and hit someone with it like oh my god it was really frustrating to me i mean i feel like if it's something that Dominic Mysterio can do Finn can absolutely do it as well like 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 the basement level when I think of the person in the judgment day who's going to do extremely stupid things Finn Balor is not the one who comes to mind but maybe he should be I guess I don't know it was so weird it was so weird I mean and like also then like Even, you know, even if it was the case, like Damien comes out to try to help Finn, Finn loses. He had his chance. Why doesn't Mm -hmm. Damien just cash the fuck in? I mean, Seth was like, fucked up by that point. He was exhausted. He totally could have won. I feel like that was also a really weirdly missed opportunity. I, this whole thing felt odd to me. Like, I think there's a hundred percent an argument to be made for like Finn being so paranoid and like having this everyone's against me that he can't see when people are trying to help him but it feels ham-fisted yeah it really and like it just feels like why would damien like if we're trying to attribute logic to these characters motivations why would (laughs) damien like keep trying wouldn't at this point be like well you had your shot we're all heels yes cash it in deal with it later give you a title shot you know and like have some of the drama come out of that i don't know Especially given like the previous sort of bits of animosity they've been having for weeks. Right. Like it makes sense then that he would absolutely be like, well, fuck you. I tried. I'm cashing in. Like, exactly. I don't know. Okay. I do. I do have to raise one very, (laughs) he did. And I was super crushed, but I have to raise one really important point. Please do. Um, Damien looked fantastic. Yeah. He had too much makeup on on Raw, though. I don't know if you noticed. Well, I mean, we're talking about SummerSlam right now. I know we are. But you keep bringing but, up Raw. I know, but I'm, I'm trying to enjoy, like, one of the, the a few good there, things. Right? that can't, let, me <laughs> let me have this. You can have it. Yes, he again overdid it with the foundation on Raw. 
Uh, that was one of the best, most hilarious things, though, was him. I love that he made fun of himself. Yes! The face that he made. That's the best part of it. That yeah. was not a resting bitch face. That was a 100% activated bitch face. It was so great. I loved it. <sighs> so we got to see Rhea for a hot second, which was nice. She's got yes. a little shag haircut situation happening. She looks cute. I think she's trying to grow her hair out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's badass as always. I love her. Um, of course, we were denied the joy of her fighting anybody at SummerSlam. As per usual. Yet she had to be there for press. Anyway, moving on uh, to a segment that made me really glad that they cut Becky's match for stupid advertisements and dumb mm-hmm. video packages. Uh, a whole segment of Alpha Academy hawking mike's hard lemonade and wwe games yeah it was extremely stupid and why sponsored content is the work of satan himself i just like i don't know if i were becky lynch and i saw SummerSlam, i would just be like what am i even fucking doing right now what is happening Mm -hmm. it was such a load of horseshit I wonder if she's in one of those places like, you know, she can stay here and make the money that she's making, but she has to put up with a lot of bullshit or she can go somewhere else yeah. and put up with like different, but certainly probably similar bullshit and maybe not make as much money. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not to get too ahead, but she definitely seemed like she had was done with it on Monday. She did communicate that really well. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's go to Charlotte, Bianca, and Asuka. Mm-hmm. Fatal three-way. <laughs> Every match from now on, I'm going to call a fatal whatever. So even a one-on-one match is going to be a fatal two-way. I think we determined that was a deadly duo. <laughs> I still like fatal two-way. <laughs> I mean, if it's a Deadly duo is great, too, though. Um, so Charlotte is sexy little red riding hood for halloween as soon as i wrote that down Corey called her little red riding hood so uh i said it first Corey. you guys are so in sync i just want to know what the deal is with like black and yellow outfits lately like we've been seeing a lot of black and yellow is there a color trend that i don't know what's going on about like i mean it's i don't like it either i i don't love it i thought bianca looked very cute because she always looks very cute but She was so, like, her hair and her makeup, she was so cute. I loved her. I know. I She's so beautiful. No, the black Charlotte and had, Did you see the buckles that Charlotte had on her outfit? She had, like, straight up these, like, metal-ass buckles that, like... Yeah. I thought they were going to kill her when she was wrestling in these things. They totally seemed like the one was, like, right on her sternum. Yeah, sometimes I think <sighs> wrestlers don't think it through when they put together their ring gear. Mm-hmm. Bianca had like, a buckle, too. I know it's like you're gonna have to move around in this and you're gonna fall on it and it's gonna dig into you you're not gonna like it mm-hmm. at one point charlotte had a fake eyelash on her arm i don't know if you noticed it i didn't but ew. someone's eyelash came off um before we get to the best part of this match what did you think of this match i mean i enjoyed this match very much i I feel like I knew what was going to happen ultimately. So I spent a lot of the match waiting for that to happen. Okay. As opposed to like being in the moment of the match, 
which was on okay. me, right? Like I couldn't get out of my expectations. What about you? I kind of forgot. <laughs> so when EO cashed in, I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, no, yeah. like, it was great. I was so excited. I was so like, because I was kind of like when Bianca won, I was like, really? We're, we're doing this again? Not that I don't love Bianca. I love Bianca. I do. But I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I don't know why Asuka couldn't have kept it. And then EO cashed in. And I was like, this is amazing. This is the best moment ever. I was so excited for her. And I really liked the way that she and Bailey sort of tag teamed it. Like Bailey was the shield. Yeah. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. And then Dakota came out. I know. That was sweet. I was glad she got to be there for it. Yeah. So, I mean, they might have put the end of the damage control stable rumors to sleep. Well, I, I suspect that like Bailey is going to chafe against this, right? Like maybe it's going to be hard for her not to be the most senior, the most decorated, you know, and like now EO yeah. is her own thing. So yeah, maybe we'll Becky, Becky, maybe Bailey's going to soften. Maybe this is going to turn her back into a face and she's going to be like, crap guys. I don't think I can now be I'm in heel faction. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. Well, this brings us to the main event. I don't care what yeah, anybody else says. This is the main event. Fourth main event. Uh, Jacef versus Roman. Yes. The amount of like hyped up people were for Jacef was amazing when he came. It was incredible. I had like goosebumps. It was so wonderful. I was like, yes, I wish. I mean, I love that both Usos get that treatment, but it was still wonderful to see. I feel like something that has been unique to me as a wrestling fan is like feeling so genuinely happy for your favorites when they get even like, even if it's just one night, but that moment of recognition that you feel like they so richly frigging deserve. Yeah. Like, it feels so good in a completely, like, super mark, it's real to me, damn it, kind of way. Like, <laughs> yes, really does. Jay deserves this. So, yeah, I thought that was wonderful. It really was. Um, Solo was conspicuous in his absence, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, this isn't going to not come back and bite us in the ass later. Um, well. It was pretty brutal. Yes. I yes. mean, they, yeah. They spared no brutality in this one. Um, no. When Jay was hitting Roman with the strap, oh. I was like, okay, you need to remember that Roman Reigns is a character and you're going to have to look him in the face at holidays after this, dude. I mean, <laughs> you're going to kill him. I wonder if they just have a talk before matches like this. Like, if they're just like, okay, man, like, Whatever you got to do, do it. Like, I just, they have to, right? Well, I feel like wrestlers get so hardcore about maintaining the match, even like you get terribly injured or yeah. like you're just in a lot of pain. They're like, no. So I could totally see like, yeah, it's worth it. Whatever. You know, like you got to see it mm -hmm. through. <laughs> Couldn't be me, but. It must just be like adrenaline that just keeps them going. Like, whatever, break my legs. I'll finish the match. <laughs> Not a big deal. Make it look real. Break him in two places. Oh, God. Um, 
I got really tired of Paul on ringside, honestly, when he kept shouting about being family and stuff. I was like, this is yes. really grossing me out. And I don't like it. I think that's fair. I mean, he's been such a corrosive part of yeah. the storyline that you're just like, fuck you, dude. Which, you know, he's well, doing his job really well. But... He is. And you're just like, you're not shouting that at Roman, that Jay's your family. So fuck off, dude. Mm-hmm. Um when Roman dropped Jay on like a bunch of chairs that looked horrible, it always looks terrible when people oh, land on yeah. chairs. Cause you know, it's just going to poke things like where you don't want to be poked. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Roman also um, had this. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. Roman had this moment of exceptional mega healdom where at one point Jay is pretty destroyed and solo is like dragging him over. So Roman can continue murdering him. And he mm -hmm. demands that Solo carry him faster. Yeah. You're such an asshole. He really is. Did you hear someone yell out, do it for Jimmy, Jay? <laughs> yes! And how did that pan out? There was another, the same guy also yelled, Solo, don't do it. <laughs> we were all in our feelings. Every single uh, one of us amazing. was in our feelings. There was a moment where Solo again it looked like solo might turn on roman like they keep yes me, they keep teasing it it's gonna happen i think one thing they've done really well there is shown how much solo's respect for roman has eroded mm -hmm. over time like he gets fed up with him he shoots him dirty looks like when roman runs into him he's not necessarily gonna take it like yeah it seems like he's kind of like, well, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to put my head down, but I am sick of this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, um, if you've ever had a boss, that's super relatable. It is. So Jay is just about to win the motherfucking match when a hooded crusader yeah. runs in yeah. and pulls him off. It was Jimmy. It was perhaps the greatest betrayal of my lifetime. I was so upset. <laughs> yep. You could have heard a pin drop in our house. The, the second it was revealed, there was just like this silence. And then all of a sudden there was not silence. There was only complaining. I was just like, why? Why? Why, why are we doing why? that? I mean, I'm sure we're going to find out over the next weeks, right? Because they still cannot put this bloodline yes. thing to bed. But it, I mean, um... so is there going to be like a Jimmy and Jay feud now? Because that's kind of mind blowing to think about. I feel like I mentioned that like when we first started the podcast 100,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, look, I think a Jimmy and Jay feud will be great. Yeah. Not trying to take anything away from them on that. But this felt like such a step backwards. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. I also like, how is this any different when we had a dude in a black hoodie appear to get involved in a match like this? And it's Solo Sokoa. I mean, it's literally going back to Solo's main roster debut. Same yeah. exact method, same exact thing. Like I, for a minute, I was like, if this is another member of their family, like, I'm going to scream, you know? Yeah. I don't, it was the biggest letdown for me in a night of matches where I was like, well, this was a bit of a letdown. 
<laughs> I, yeah. I'm really sad about it. Like, yeah. I know that wrestling is supposed to have twists and turns. I know it's part of the storytelling, but it was just like, this fucking sucked. <laughs> like, so the thing about twists and turns is they're not all created equal, right? This was like a real M. Night Shyamalan twist. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, okay, yes, you've certainly surprised me, but not in a way that I would describe as positive. <laughs> yeah, it's like not a tw- M. Night Shyamalan twist as in Sixth Sense. It's M. Night Shyamalan twist as in like Lady in the Water or whatever the fucking movie was. Yeah. The village through and through. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> don't even get me started on the village. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a night of, it was a night of disappointments, honestly. Like, yeah, I payback is next. The next pay-per-view is next month. So I don't know. Payback is generally, I guess, supposed to be kind of like about shit that happened at SummerSlam, I guess. But so far the payback cover thing that I've seen is just the judgment day. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, here's the thing. I feel like I've given dad a lot of grace on some of these things and none at all on other things, but I've tried to trust the process, (laughs) right? Yeah. And I went through being depressed that Kevin Owens couldn't get this done, that Sammy couldn't get it done, Mm -hmm. that Cody couldn't get it done. Now Jay can't get it done. It's like, and, and I know that likely what we're doing here is saving Roman to be fed to Cody at the next WrestleMania, but that is six months away. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. are you guys just going to keep recycling this and recycling this and recycling this? Because all of a sudden, all the things that I love about the Bloodline storyline, it's like, okay, but I've seen this before. I don't mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad because it was like the best storyline. I'm afraid they're just going to like, it's like American television, right? They don't know when to end a show. Yes. It's it's oh. like finding one bite of your favorite food that tastes really bad and then you just can't enjoy it at all going forward. And I'm a it's little like 10,000 that... spoons when all you need is a knife. <laughs> you are personally like a black fly in my Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much. I had to. Oh, get out of my face, kid. All right, let's get raw. Might as well. Uh, So there was a commentator switch up, right? So now Wade and Cole are commentating on raw. Corey and KP and Cole are commentating on SmackDown. There hasn't really been an explanation as to why this happened. So I saw an article today that was basically saying it's two things one the endeavor and um the powers that be at wwe really prefer michael cole as like the voice of the brand which makes sense to me Mm -hmm. like he's been doing this for a long time the fans love him great the other thing was that the three-man commentary team was not like a demotion for kevin patrick but more like a learning experience for him to like see how graves and cole kind of like work with each other okay and you know and look i like kevin i don't think he's the most dynamic commentator i hope this is a good experience for him yeah i like that he's like 
the thing I like about KP is that he's not like a dickhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he doesn't say gross things about people or I appreciate that about him too. Yeah. Well, anyway. Do you know what I do you know what I liked about the raw commentary team, however? What? They were color coordinated. Were they? Yeah. I miss that. They did a great job. Like they had this sort of like brick red theme that they were working with. It was great. That's so cute. You think they did that on purpose? I hope so. I hope they had a FaceTime where they picked out outfits. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be cute? So cute. And then Bailey comes in and <laughs> somehow ruins it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cody, we start with Cody because why shouldn't we start with Cody? And uh, did you notice that that Cody was a little petty in something he said about acknowledgement? Yes. So <clears throat> he hasn't let go. My, I was like, I was like. Bork acknowledged you? Is that a hint? Are we going for Roman's gold now? I was like, yes, please bring it back. Yes, please bring it back. Yeah, I, I'm as much it. as I'm ready to maybe be done with the bloodline, I am not ready to be done with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. <laughs> no. But then Seth interrupts. So this is another possibility. Cody and Seth, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they don't get along so hot throughout the night. They have like a real sassy history. Mm-hmm. They're real bitchy. Well, I mean, I, I feel like they are just antithetical to one another. Like Cody is so sincere <laughs> and such a good guy. And Seth is a raging dick who makes a joke out of everything. Like they are not <laughs> meant to coexist at all. They really do. Well, Judgment Day interrupts all of this. Rhea is extra oily. So oily. And Finn attacks out of nowhere, Randy Orton style. And uh, it, it did not seem like he had coordinated that. <laughs> no. No, because later they talk about, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he you don't come he out left... with us. You show up out of nowhere. He left out a few key details about his plans for the evening when they talked earlier. <laughs> yes, they did. And then our boy Sammy comes in. So there's a whole bunch of collection of favorite people. Sammy Zayn, I love you, but you are up in everybody's business in a way that is truly egregious, <laughs> my dude. Like <laughs> you, uh, you have a finger in every pie. You have mm-hmm. a stake in every drama. Like, dude, mm-hmm. maybe it's you. Maybe the problem is you. But I love that for you, Sammy. It's okay. I know. I want him to be everywhere, but oh my god, Sammy, you are so nosy. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just like, hey, I'm everybody's friend, so like, I have some insight here. It's like, the fuck <laughs> you do, Sammy. Sit down. Oh my gosh. Later, we see Sammy backstage with Seth and Cody, and Seth and Cody are bitching at each other, and Sammy comes in and plays like peacemaker slash hype boy for them. <laughs> His favorite role. I feel like sometimes i feel like sammy must get tired of being the only smart person in his friends group like Mm. everyone else is arguing about stupid things and yelling stupid things he's just like guys come on we're at work we got to pull it together let's just just for once it was also nice that they were he was like do it for ko your friend ko (laughs) 
Remember? And I think Cody's like, yeah, my friend KO. And Seth's like, my friend KO. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did, he did acknowledge, you know, but. I would love them to feud over the friendship of KO, the three of them. That would be so I would funny. also love that. That would be beautiful. Fighting for KO's heart. Mm-hmm. Well, after this little uh, hubbub scuffle, whatever you want to call it, we see Pierce and Pierce backstage with Ricochet. Chad Gable, Tommaso mm-hmm. Champa, and Matt Riddle. And he's like, all right, dudes, Fatal 4-Way. <laughs> but he was like, I like how he's telling Ricochet, like, yeah, it's a real bummer, man, that fucking... I... So the thing is, again, I shouldn't look for logic where there never no. will be logic. But it's so funny how Pierce is like, well, ref's decision is final. It's like, well, you could have just ordered a rematch or you could have just, you know... I don't know. Like you could have done a, any number of things. Stripped him of his right victory. Ricochet. Yeah. Instead of just being like, yeah, we'll just put you in a fatal four way. We could fight Gunther if you win. It's like, you know what the reward for doing your homework and doing the right thing is more work mm-hmm. and harder work. <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't know if you saw Matt Riddle's mustache. I did. I hate it. Oh, God. I really hate it. It's like Journey teenage boy mustache. He, you know, you said something about him last week, about him being backstage, like, playing acoustic guitar. And I (laughs) I feel like he's, like, that dude on the quad with the hacky sack, and he just smells like weed. Mm -hmm. Now he's got that mustache. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Matthew J. Riddle, please shave your mustache. Every boy I knew in high school. Yeah. That is a ratty ass mustache. I don't know. It really is. Did you see the factoid that they had up about him when he came out? Very cosmic. What does I that love even that. Mean? Dude, if you don't get it, like, I can't explain it to you. <laughs> it's very cosmic. It's so very fantastic. Cosmic. What a weird fucking thing. I also uh... love that Maxine came out, like, looking like a 60s idea of a futuristic robot lady like that skirt she was wearing it was wonderful she looked like a sexy tin man <laughs> uh so crazy crazy match as we so good. alluded to earlier chad gable wins in his hometown of cleveland minneapolis minneapolis i don't know why it's cleveland on the plane <laughs> Thank you, Minneapolis. Sorry, you are not the same city. And then he picks up his little boy and runs around the ring with him. Baby Gable! I love you so much. So cute. It was such a nice moment. Like, it really was. And it's always nice when those nice moments come on the heels of just like an exceptional friggin' match. I mean, that was awesome. (sighs) It really was. Like, although, yeah. One completely inappropriate thing did happen during this match. Okay. You know, we've seen Butch do the digital manipulation on the fingers, but mm-hmm. um, Tommaso Champo decided to ruin my life by introducing toe manipulation. I didn't see it. I must have been taking yeah. notes or something. He did some toe I'm manipulation sorry. on Riddle's feet. And I just, um, <sighs> like, honestly, Tommaso, <laughs> I really like you, but fuck you, man. That was not. That's dirty pool. <laughs> oh. He did that for all the fetishists out there. 
Yeah, but like, does anybody ever think of me an anti foot fetishist? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh so this was a really nice match um do you think chad can beat gunter or will beat gunter i guess i should say i guess this is what breaks my heart no i mean i, I think at one mm. point in the commentary like wade barrett kind of says the quiet part out loud that these dudes are fighting just to be the next one to lose to gunther yeah i honestly like I would love to see Chad get his flowers. I really would. But do I, I think like there's a very good chance? No, I don't. He's never had a singles title, has he? You know, I, I don't think so. I think it's been all tag team for him. Yeah. But I could be wrong about that. That would be really interesting. But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either, unfortunately. It's another one of the like, you know, Butch is in the Money in the Bank match because it's in London situation. Yeah. Hometown heroes. Yep. Well, let's jump a little head a little bit to my boy Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bronson Reed. Yes. Do you ever get confused when you hear Bronson Reed's music and think it's going to be Viking Raiders and then it's not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they both have the like oh. at the beginning of their music. It's very like heavy metal goose. Like if I hear viking raiders music first i'm like oh it's viking raiders but if i don't and then i hear bronson reeds first i always think it's the viking raiders i i also wrote down that i realized i like bronson's reed music so much more than i like him yeah but it yeah. is confusing it's confusing i find him so boring the thing I that i do. wanted to, the thing that i wanted to bring up about this match is not i mean i love shinsuke and that's great and he wins and that's i love that um, we also saw the return of picture and pizza during this match, which was not something I was excited about, but friggin' worst. I felt like in this match, there were a lot of near misses where like Bronson Reed almost injured Shinsuke, but also like the entire fucking match was nonstop Wade and Cole talking about how great Bronson Reed is. Like it was nonstop trying to get him over. And I hated every second of it. I was so yeah. mad. I'm curious about what his NXT run was like, because I, I'm just not feeling it. Like I've seen him in a couple matches where I was like, oh, okay. And then it immediately goes back to this kind of like plotting mm -hmm. dull. I don't know. I was also really uncomfortable with sort of like the way we kept talking about Bronson Reed's body in Constantly. this match, like Constantly. talking about like what kind of ball best describes him calling him big boy saying the desk moved two feet when he hit it like guys come on it's gross and weird and like wade's like he has the greatest move ever in the history of the wwe which is just yeah. like jumping off the top rope like i it's gross everything about it i hate it felt like this very weird combination of selling me a product I don't want and also really dehumanizing someone in the process. Like, mm -hmm. like I was expecting one of them to go into the ring and like slap him like you might a used car and be, look at this here. What a great deal. Like, I don't know. It was I, really strange. Yeah. I need less body talk and I, I just need less Bronson Reed in my life. And I'm sorry, Bronson Reed. I'm sure you're a good dude. Yeah, I I don't like him. I don't find him interesting or compelling. And not my jam. 
I think it made it even worse that they were nonstop like, look how amazing he is. I'm just like, no, you're doing the opposite now. Now I hate him. It's like someone, your friend is hyping up something they know you don't like. You're just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to something we do like, which is Becky. Mm -hmm. Becky comes out looking very over everything. Yes. She's done. Like... If you looked at her Instagram at all over the weekend leading up to SummerSlam, the day, days and hours leading up to SummerSlam, she was very snarky in a cute way. I mean, I enjoyed what she was saying. Mm-hmm. But we know she got bumped for, you know, reasons beyond my understanding. Yeah. But she's talking about how she's been working so hard to get to Trish, and then Zoe interrupts. Um, there was someone... Did you see the Heather's shout out in the crowd? I didn't. Oh my goodness, I someone, didn't. Someone had a sign that said, I love my dead gay son. Oh my God, that's beautiful. <sighs> so sad I didn't see it. Deep cut. It's it's a night of deep cuts on Wrestling is for Girls. Yeah, not as deep as that one cut you told me about. I don't think, not not quite as deep, but. Well, I mean, if you love your deep. dead Katie Vick and you love your dead gay son, you've got a lot of love for the dead <laughs> in your heart, so. Um, so then Shayna comes out and we see her horrific looking eye, which we learned oh, later was like, disgusting. her face is broken. So oh, bad. And like, then she's in a match, right? She wrestles Zoe and I'm just like, there's no way that her face isn't going to get hit and it's not going to hurt like all fucking hell. I like, she looked so tired during this yes. match. Like poor Shayna looked exhausted. <laughs> There were a few times where Zoe had her arm like across Shayna's face through yes. no fault of her own. That's how wrestling works. And I was like, yeah, if I were Shayna Baszler, I'd just be so mentally checked out of this now. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Did you notice throughout the night, this is a note I made that I, I had kind of been noticing it here and there. It felt like Wade and Cole were doing a lot of exposition for like new watchers of wrestling or like new. Yes. Like they were doing a lot of like, hey, this has been a long time feud, like really much like so much like if you haven't watched this in the last little while, like did they expect a bunch of new watchers after SummerSlam? Yeah, it felt like they really had talked themselves into the fact that we'd be scooping up a lot of Logan Paul fans who had no idea what was going on otherwise. I don't think that's the case. I I also got super mad during this match where at okay. one point I think we come back from a commercial break. And Michael Cole is like, you know, that's Shayna Baszler on the left and Zoe Stark on the right. I'm like, are you shitting me? Yeah, right? That's everybody, weird. Everybody knows who they are, okay? And at the very least, everybody knows who Shayna Baszler is. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it felt like a really weird level of, like, welcome new people who have never seen wrestling in their entire lives. Like, it was so weird. I'm glad you noticed it. Anyone who thinks I'm being too sensitive about the identifying Shayna and Zoe, I want you to imagine like Michael Cole being like, you know, that's Cody Rhodes on the left and Brock Lesnar on the right. Imagine mm -hmm. that moment ever happening in wrestling commentary. Never. I will die on this hill. <sighs> Becky got out her lemonade again. <laughs> she did. She shared it with Wade, which was Love really it. nice. I love that she was so trying cute. to pour Shayna some lemonade. I, I offered it to her. And at the very end, I mean, Shayna wins. Hooray. 
And at the very end, did you see Becky spray lemonade out dad style? Yes. She was feeling herself with the lemonade and I loved it. She was. I feel like she's very much in the fuck everything camp at the moment. Well, sometimes that's where you got to pitch your tent, you know? So I'm hoping that Shayna has some momentum for a while. Like, I think it's going to be fun to see what they do with her. I don't know if she might just go back to, like, obscurity again, though. Well, I did like that, like, a little bit later, when we see her again backstage, she's basically like, um, yeah, I'm not going to be a face anymore. To hell with this. (laughs) She's like, I'll fucking kill you, Becky. It's like, that's the Shayna I know and love. Bless her. I know, it's so funny. Well, after this backstage, we see JD McDonough, who I don't give two shits about, with Finn. Your hatred of Pat. <laughs> and Damien rolls up, and those these two start bitching at each other because that's what they love to do. Mm-hmm. They're not in a good and place. Once, no, and once again, Rhea has to come in and mediate. And this was really giving like the sad kid who has to stop her parents from fighting vibes yeah it's you know it's always left to women to do this kind of emotional labor and heal men's yes <sighs> and sammy zane <laughs> it's women of the world and sammy zane and you know what sammy thank you for being an ally we love thank you, you. um and then jd mcdonough's captain obvious when he's like gee guys i think this briefcase is really coming between you you're i don't understand your dislike for him i want to understand it i'm sympathetic to it but i feel like (laughs) if we saw a news clip of jd mcdonough running into a hospital and saving infants from the nicu you would be like he probably started that fire he's probably harvesting those babies for sinister purposes i just don't like him i don't know i get it i get it I i mean i he's weird I appreciate him sort of inserting himself into this Judgment Day situation. I think it will be interesting. Um, I like the idea of him being the little devil on Finn's shoulder, but, you know, I have fond memories of him being a supreme asshole from NXT UK, so. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not as learned. It's not that you're not learned. You're just not feeling it, and that's all right. Yeah. So, I mean... The rift between Finn and Damien grows, deepens, and grows. Next, we have a weird thing with Ludwig and Maxine backstage, wherein Ludwig decides to hit on Maxine and then also assert the dominance of the European male over other people. And I'm like, Ludwig, I thought we talked about this. We're not going to do that anymore since you're German. They are called Imperium. I mean, oh my this God. this was another least favorite moment of the night for me. Like, I've been really enjoying Ludwig Kaiser and his healdom yeah. and everything about him. And I'm like, you don't have to make him predatory. No, don't make him like that kind of sleazy. He's just like regular sleazy. He doesn't need yes. to be creeper sleazy. It felt like... It felt like something I would expect to see on Raw in the aughts, yeah. where like 
you know, Vince is objectifying some poor woman. I'm just like, come on, guys. We do not need to go back to the Attitude Era this hard. Like, dear dad, we know that Maxine is kind of like this sort of conventionally beautiful woman. But, like, she's kind of doing her own journey. But now you're just throwing her into the stupid, same old crappy trope that you do with women wrestlers so often, which is, like, being victimized by a sleazy dude and then like what are her options like she is victimized by this sleazy dude and chad and otis have to save her or she becomes the kind of female character that jim ross used to like to call a jezebel and she turns on them and i'm just like can we please get past dividing the world into like molly hollies and jezebels like i can't it's gross it really is awful i'm I'm hoping they get enough like bad reactions that they somehow just drop it or forget about it or you know what I mean? It's just dumb. That's my dream. Yes. I do not want it. It's really dumb. Okay. Anything else you want to say about that? No, not at all. Okay. Well, we're going to skip ahead a little bit to hit one of our other highlights, which was The Miz and our boy Los Angeles Knight having it out in the ring but not really via wrestling via words and yelling and red faces and Miz practically having a stroke. That was my concern. I mean, I feel like this is so on brand for them, right? It really is like having a snipey war of words. So them. I've been seeing this a lot and Miz calls LA an attitude era fanboy and I've been seeing a lot of commentary about that like online of people saying like he's this callback to the attitude era which I never watched the attitude era so like I don't know how accurate that is but I kind of get it sort of how do you feel about that I mean I feel like uh, tied to this is this criticism that LA Knight is kind of a rip off of the rock Mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's one of those things where i absolutely see where people are coming from and i also think it's a little unfair yeah um, but yeah i mean i yeah i feel like yeah there's there's some truth in this and i sometimes some of the best promos come as we've talked about when you dig out that little uncomfortable grain of truth mm-hmm. and put it in here i mean like look people like la Knight because of his attitude because of his promos yeah i don't think anybody's like man la Knight delivered a classic on raw last night you know i just like how weird he is (laughs) absolutely and i feel like that's sort of like a lot of flash maybe not as much substance does give some credence to but you know at the end of the day i enjoy la Knight a lot so i do too um the back and forth of them saying i take it personal was <laughs> destroying my life like i so wrote down terrible. i take it personal but no one takes me serious <laughs> oh if it helps i, I take <laughs> you super serious and i also took this very personal so <laughs> yeah, i was so upset um there was there was also a point where LA Knight shouted, Papa doesn't take no mess. Yeah, what the fuck was that from? Was that from something? 
No, I honestly think that sometimes LA Knight just word salads <laughs> really hard. Like nothing right. he says makes any goddamn sense half of the time. <laughs> He's so strange. I love how strange oh, he is. Oh my goodness. Maybe he needs to start the Shattitude era. I love that for him. I and if anyone could do great? it, if anyone could do it, it's Los Angeles. So I believe I think in that'd him. Be wonderful. So maybe this is setting up a little bit of a feud between these two. They are so well suited to have a feud, right? They're both giant egos. Yes. And I mean, they're both really good on the mic. So I feel like it's going to be a battle in the ring and a war of words. And it's it's going to be fun if they do this. So, yeah, I'm ready. I still want ready. LA Knight to like have some title matches. <laughs> I, I want I, more for him. I have some questions about whether or not the brand split and draft matters at all because, you know, Los Angeles is a Friday night guy. So I don't. It doesn't ever matter. It doesn't I, fucking matter. They don't, they don't just, they don't follow anything anymore. They're just like, whatever, we'll pretend. When we saw him backstage doing the photo shoot and the Miz gets outraged before this, mm -hmm. you know, thing in the ring. I'm like, maybe the Miz is just mad because instead of using his own photo shoot time on Friday, LA Knight shows up yeah. on Monday and takes up everybody else's. I mean, it's really rude, right? I don't get it. He didn't have a visitor's pass either. He sure didn't. Okay, well, let's go, in the interest of time, let's go to the main event of the night, which was a six-man tag. Oh, actually, I skipped something I wanted to mention really quickly which was an exciting return. The New Day is back. Still without Big E, but The New Day is back. Very, very exciting. It's our boys, The New Day. It made me really happy. They fought the Viking Raiders and won, and they're after the championship gold. They want to win it. So I think it would be really fun for them to go on another, you know, a, a hopeful run, I guess I'll say. I support it. I support anything they do. I know. I love them. My brain just completely lapsed. Who are the current champions? Sammy and Oh, KO. Sammy and KO. That's why. Oh! Are they are they forcing them to vacate? They haven't said anything yet. Of course. But as soon as like one of the women in the tag team gets injured, like Sonia Deville, who tore her ACL, immediately... Oh! Up for grabs. Like... To be fair, though, like Sonia's not coming back for months. Oh, no, she's not. And so this is not like a a three month kind of thing. This is we probably won't see her for a year. You know, I know I feel bad for her, but I, I do think they've acted very hastily in the past on things like that. A hundred percent for the women. They always do. All right. Now let's get to the Judgment Day six man tag. So it's Dominic, Finn, Damien against sammy no not sammy sorry it's supposed to be sammy it's supposed to be sammy seth and cody sammy got jumped backstage beaten up with his weird elbow <laughs> and who saunters in but shinsuke nakamura to help and can we just talk about how when shinsuke appears and volunteers himself <laughs> Could it have been any more obvious what he, I mean, if he had had a mustache to twirl, 
<laughs> and in the background, the music was like, dun, dun, dun. It he was, was totally twirling a mustache. It was amazing. I was like, oh, he is up to something. Like, I imagine amazing. they're they're like writing this segment and dad's like, no, no, the fans are stupid. You've got to make it really <laughs> obvious. Like, oh, dad, have some faith. Oh, amazing. So like during this match, Raquel gets, uh, Raquel jump, runs out and attacks Rhea and Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae comes out and they all just start beating the shit out of Rhea. So they've had enough. That was fun. Did you notice that Rhea took surprised. off her shoe and threw it at Candace? I missed that so much. Pretty good. Dang it. Pretty good. Ugh. So I, Candace and and Indy. I'm. I mean, they brought Indy up from NXT. Yeah. They're not really doing much with Candace. I just, I, as ever, I'm worried. So, I think my beloved husband was telling me that he read an article maybe a couple weeks ago where the idea was to reform Candace and Johnny Gargano and Indy and Dexter Loomis okay. and the gig they had going in NXT. But Vince was like, I don't like that. Well, Vince is fucking gone. So right. Like, he doesn't do get to say anymore. Yes. No, he doesn't fuck Vince. Jesus. I've got a lot of anger about this. Apparently. <laughs> it's been been building for a long time so yeah um so this match i feel like was exactly what i expected this match to be a bunch of bonker shit was happening um it was a cluster yeah it was a cluster there was craziness happening sammy runs out with his weird elbow wrapped up to help ultimately Ultimately, Shinsuke got up to his hijinks. He's not very trustworthy, is he? No, I mean, Cody pinned Finn and then Shinsuke attacked, right? So, yeah. He attacked Seth? Yes, he. he So they, you know, they get the win and they have that nice moment where, like, Cody and Seth kind of like shake hands, like, we're we're tolerating each other now. And then Shinsuke's like, uh, be a shame if someone ruin this nice moment wouldn't it well like it's funny because the, like sammy cody and seth are like up on the corners of the rings and they're like yes. yay and like shinsuke's yeah. just standing down in his corner like okay come back down so i can attack you it was great he uh he's got it in for seth which is sad because seth was the one who vouched for him in this match you know i know i i just love shinsuke put him anywhere i'm just excited like let him wreak some havoc it's gonna be fun I'd love to see him and Seth feud. I think that'd be fantastic. I know. I really, he's such a weirdo. I love him. I know. He's really a delight. Do you have anything else that you would like to say about Raw or SummerSlam or SmackDown for the week? Uh, you know, just that I, I really enjoyed Raw and I hope that we can keep this energy and move past some of the tragedies of SummerSlam. Yeah. And uh, get our groove back. I want to get our groove back. As this is the final episode of season one of Wrestling is for Girls, do you have any reflections you'd like to share? Thoughts? Feelings? 
Well, it's it's been a wonderful first season. I've really enjoyed having these conversations with you. I know. And, you know, with everyone who has been generous enough to join us over these past few months. So that has been really wonderful. And I guess one of the nice things is that even when wrestling disappoints, uh, getting to talk about wrestling with a good friend never does. So that keeps it fun. Huh? Back at you. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I can't believe we've done 47 episodes. It's insane because I, I remember kind of we were like, I remember being like, oh my gosh, we have five episodes. To- <laughs> I know. And we're still, we're just still trucking. So we are. <sighs> well, thank you again for joining us for the last episode of the season. We're taking a little break next week. We have a summit planned, but we should be back the week after that with the start of season two of wrestling is for girls. So please keep listening. You can check us out on Twitter at WIF Girls Pod. You can go to our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. You can find us on Apple and Spotify. And until next season, goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs>